black and white with our abuse, our unique NUFC podcast. I think it should be. 54th minute. Burn. What a ball to release Isak. Two in the middle. It's a big chance. And a chance that's been put away by who else but Callum Wilson. And it's the big one. It's the one that our sports editor, Ali Khaled, has been. He's pinpointed it over the last couple of months and the big weekend has finally arrived. So who better to chat through with than Super Kevin Campbell, born on the North Bank, and we'll be getting his views on that big game soon. But first, and as always, Ali is with us. AK, before we get on to the Premier League and the Newcastle and Arsenal, the Champions League and the title, it's been a massive week and it continues as we look forward to the AFC Champions League second leg. Our very own Al Halal involved. Yes, uh, the big game is the Champions League final in Asia, the AFC uh, Champions League final between Al-Hilal of Saudi Arabia, who are the Huge reigning game. champions. It's massive, uh, Pete. It's, it's the biggest game in Asian football and, you know, really in international football as well. You know, there's a lot more interest in it these days. Um, the, um, it, it's Al-Hilal of Saudi Arabia, who are the reigning champions and against Urawa Reds of uh, Japan. And those teams have played in three, including this one, they've played three of the last five finals, you know. So they've dominated. The first leg in Riyadh finished 1-1. Uh, you know, it was a bit disappointing for Al-Hilal because they were leading 1-0 and a defensive mistake sort of gave away the, the equaliser. They couldn't get quite like take the lead again. And to make things matters worse, their star player, Salam Al-Dosari, who yep. scored the winning goal against Argentina in the World Cup for Saudi Arabia, uh, was sent off a few minutes. So he's going to miss the second leg. Second leg is on Saturday. Expect another massive crowd in Japan. Should be really, really tight. And hopefully Al-Hilal will win and uh, it'll be a record-extending title, fifth title, you know, if they should they win it. But uh, yeah, it couldn't be tougher, really. They've, they've, they've left themselves a, a really tough job because it's 1-1. Salam al-Dosri is out. They've got a couple of other injury um, uh, concerns. So, But it should be interesting. Big game for people to keep an eye out on. Funny you mention Al-Hilal because they, they cropped up in a, in a friend's WhatsApp group competition this week sent me a fascinating article about the, the top 20 teams in the world who have the most silverware, shall we say. Yeah. And, and, and it is, you know, you look at, there's, there's, there's the, the Brazilians, you've got your Corinthians, you've got your Glasgow Celtics, your Rangers, but Al Halal up there. Uh, fascinating article. Brilliant. So yep. look forward to that one. And um, let's hope. Let's hope that the uh, that Al Halal can can secure a victory in the second leg. Like you say, maybe disappointing, but you you, you just never know. Uh, it's yeah, a I mean, game definitely said. Yeah, no, yeah, you know, we're definitely not writing them off, but you know, could have been a little bit more comfortable had they won the game. And obviously, Salam Al Dosri's suspension. Uh, yeah, they've left themselves a bit of a job, but um, you know, hopefully they'll they'll come through it. It'll be. It, it's always good when it's it's good for Saudi Arabia football. It's good for golf football, for Middle East football. When uh, when one of the Arab teams uh, wins the cha- Asian Champions League, we saw that in the World Cup, Ali, and it was absolutely fantastic. Okay, and next up for the two, it's Arsenal. So it's a quick welcome back to Super Kevin Campbell with his Gunners hat on, of course. Um, grew up on the North Bank. Did our guest Kevin Campbell, Super Kev, welcome back. Uh, before we look at, at Sunday's massive game for both sides, just a, a quick recap. Newcastle, they got it done, didn't they, against the Saints? Yeah, they did, Pete. And you know what? You saw Southampton make life difficult in the first half, especially. They're not a bad side. If they can get a grip of the game, they're not a bad side. And they've got a really good player in that Lavia in midfield. Very, very good little player. 
who could get himself out of tight spots. It's young, but he's very good. And you know what, Pete? Southampton taking the lead. I think I think shocked St. James's Park, if I'm honest with you. It kind of kept Newcastle down. They didn't have the same uh, energy as they normally have. But, you know, fair play to Southampton. They made life difficult. But, Pete, second half, I've got to say, Eddie Howe, don't know what they put in that Geordie teammate, but they they got it going. They lit the fire. And what a great move. You know, he took Gordon off and he brought on Isaac. Isaac on that left-hand side. And he's a handful at the at the worst of times, Pete. But when he's when he's up for it like he is now, he proves to be a difference maker. And Callum Wilson's in a rich vein of form. You find him ways out to play both of them together, Pete, and getting maximum output. I just thought you steamrolled the Southampton second half. And uh, listen, uh, there were what? What is it? I I said four one, didn't I? And yeah. it was three one. But Newcastle, it could have been five, Pete, six. Let's be honest, Newcastle were all over Southampton. I've got to ask you, Kev, is there a growing case? I mean, I know the football's a changing game now, and there's not many traditionalists left with the old 4-4-2 but there seems to be a growing case week on week for Isaac and, and, and Callum to possibly start together. Yeah. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're both two very good players, Pete. Playing them up top on their own maybe won't work mm. because I think Newcastle have a set, a set way of playing right now. It's really interesting because Isaac's so um, versatile he can kind of move in from that left. He could start on the left. Which and, he prefers. Which he prefers because, one, he's one-on-one -on -one and he gets a little bit more room. In traffic, I think Callum Wilson is probably more happier in the traffic uh, and, and the rough and tumble in the middle. But, Pete, playing both of them, I think he's working. 4-4-2, four, four, yep. I'm not so sure. 4-3-3, three, three, the way you play, I think seems to work. I'd, I'd give a special mention to to Anthony Gordon, and again he got he got the hook. But I said in this household it could have been any one of them at half time for, for for me. I think that whilst he was unlucky and maybe his finishing could have been a little bit better, Kev. I've I've heard from our sources here that he's still getting up to speed with fitness levels from from when he joined from Everton. But what I do like is that he's showing he's there and he's up for it. So he's not afraid to, to get involved and take chances. So his time will come, I believe. Pete, he's a young, he's a young star. He's very talented. But at the end of the day, Pete, you guys are going for Champions League football. And if the manager sees something that he needs to change at, at half-time, you've got to make the change. You can't mess around because if you leave it till an hour, you, you could find yourself two down. So bringing yep. Isaac on makes Southampton think, oh, hold on a minute. You know, they were happy with him being on the bench. So I think they've done the right thing. Um, Anthony Gordon, he's going to have a good career, Pete. He's got enough talent. And as you say, he's getting up to speed. He's a young, he's a young player. He'll be, he'll be fine. OK, let's turn our attentions to Sunday then. It's a massive game in all respects. And it was a massive game for Arsenal last time. It still is. But this time... Newcastle's involvement is, is is not protagonist to, to try and stop Arsenal's run, but Newcastle need the points themselves as well because they're starting to look over their over their shoulders. So all in all, this so far game of the season for both sides, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is at this moment in time. 
Pete. Look, Arsenal have had a, a fantastic season, as has Newcastle. Um, look, Arsenal probably, after what happened last season, might have a little bit of an axe to grind a little bit at, at the, the way Newcastle took Arsenal apart. Let's be honest. Newcastle, from minute one to the final minute, absolutely battered Arsenal. And Arsenal need to turn up. I'm a bit worried um, defensively because we saw Gabriel go off. But it's a big game for both clubs, Pete. I think if Newcastle get the three points, they virtually secure Champions League football. If Arsenal win, uh, Arsenal need to win, obviously, to keep pressure on Manchester City. Yeah. Newcastle need to win to kind of secure Champions League football. It's going to be a hell of a game. I mean, it, 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 it's looking like it's going to be a draw, doesn't it? You know, with, with so much at stake, these, these games tend to end in a draw. But I think both teams have to go for it. Newcastle are going to go for it. I think Arsenal have to go for it. Because if, if Manchester City ever slipped up, you'd kick yourself yeah. for not being in position to capitalise. And they've got their their involvement. You know, it doesn't matter what a juggernaut city are, Kev. You never know in football, and it just takes a slight, you know, your, your mindset to be on a Madrid night on an FA Cup final. That's for the first time a, a Manchester Cup final. It just takes that slight result, and we all know what can happen in football. You, you, as, as my family always say to me, never have a gamble on the game. But it, it so they've got to be ready, haven't they? They do have to be ready. Look, I think both teams will be ready. I think Newcastle Newcastle won't start how they did against Southampton. That's for sure. Can't afford to start like that, Pete, and give Arsenal the upper hand. That that's definitely can't happen. Um, and go behind. I think, Ars- it's, I think it's going to be how Arsenal approach the game. Arsenal, you know they're going to want to keep possession. They're going to want to play between the lines. They're going to want to expose your full-backs if they can. Um, Saka looks a bit jaded against um, Chelsea. Mm. Uh, I've got to say that, Pete. He did. He looked a bit... I think the season with a World Cup, is, uh, it's all catching it's up with season. him a little bit. So, I mean, he's, he's virtually had, haven't had a rest in two years, Pete. So, he's only 21 years old. So, I think you, you might see a little change here or there. Uh, but the, the approach has to be Arsenal need to attack. Because we know Newcastle are going to come on top. Newcastle are going to pressure. Newcastle are going to make life so difficult. Will Arsenal welcome that on from the start, Kev? Well, Pete, I feel a lot happier if Gabriel's playing at the back to, okay. to deal with the physicality of Callum Wilson. If if Rob Holding and Kivior play, I've yet to see these two play together. So it's, you know, welcome to well, welcome to the big market. If Callum Wilson gets hold of him, I tell you, because, you know, he can put himself about his physical, but he's a good player, Pete. He's a really good player. And he will he will cause them all sorts of problems just with his presence alone. So, will Arsenal welcome it? Probably not, Pete. But do Arsenal have to be able to deal with it to win this game? You're, da- you're damn right they do. It, very interesting, Kev, because having said that, you know, as, as brilliant as it all is, the, the, the cornerstone of Newcastle season has been built on defence. Now it's 13 games since they've kept a clean sheet. And I know that that's something that the masters of, of Arteta, they look at that. And, and oh. I have to say where you say jaded, you know, I talked about Sven Botman just a couple of weeks ago. 
he's he's learning in the Premier League, and whilst he's a whilst he's a, a tower of strength at the back, he's only twenty three. It's his first Premier League season. He looks a little jaded as well. He's been caught napping a couple of times, and I think Arsenal will expose that. I think from a fan's perspective, I'm I'm excited to see how the game starts and who settles into which pattern because overall that it that that's going to be the deciding factor speaking of which who do you think let, let's take arsenal first who who do you think arteta and his team will pinpoint as the the major person to 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 dictate the game uh, i'll be honest with you i think thomas partey's got to play in this game just because of newcastle's athleticism um on the opposition, I think they, they're going to have to they're going to have to target Bruno. Yeah, they're going to have to. He's the one that makes Newcastle tick, Pete. He is the one. He gets on the ball. He's a fantastic player. And if if you let him dictate how Newcastle play in the tempo, you're in for a, you're in for a long day. You're in for yeah. a long day, James's part. That's Even not fully fit, Kev. Even not fully fit, Pete. He's still pulling all the strings. He's still that. He's still that constant at Newcastle that makes everybody better. So I think they're going to have to target him. Yeah, you could you could look at the defense and you could look at certain players in the defense, but the defense is more of a collective. But I think Bruno. If you get the better of Bruno, I think Arsenal can win the game. And turning that on its on its head for for Newcastle to look at Odegaard, he makes everything tick for the middle and in that final quarter. Yeah, you could say that, Pete, but I don't think Newcastle are going to be thinking like that. I just think Newcastle are going to be thinking we got to test, if, especially if Gabriel doesn't play, we've got to test this defense big time because Arsenal, as you've said, Newcastle haven't been keeping clean. Arsenal haven't either. Yeah. We haven't letting Chelsea score. I mean, come on. Do you know what I mean? So again, this is the type of this is the type of game that is a worry for, for Gooners because we know Newcastle do carry firepower. Newcastle carry pace, power, and they're a big side. So Arsenal are gonna have to be able to deal with it. And uh, of late, Arsenal haven't dealt with teams like Newcastle or anything remotely like Newcastle very well. It's a massive game. Arsenal got to turn up, Pete. And also, Kev, looking at it from the perspective of, of Newcastle United, and I think it's it's called Stockholm syndrome, where people tend to, to second guess or they look at past. Uh, you know, Newcastle fans have have always been of a nervous disposition, and I think even if when I, I read a comment last week that even when they were five one up, they were thinking, "Oh, is it is is that enough?" Uh, we, we've all had that feeling as football fans. But with Liverpool on a run, um, it, it looks you know they they they've won their last five, six points behind Newcastle. If Newcastle were not to get that result against the Gunners and then go in a little nervy against a big Sam who possibly could have a new manager bounce for Leeds. Will the nerves start to jangle on Tyneside? Yeah, of course it will, Pete. Look, we're, we're, we're all human. And when you are going for Champions League football, and it looks like Liverpool are nowhere to be seen, Pete, all of a sudden, they start putting a run together. Typical, you know, big club at the end of the season, putting up five, five games streak together. And one thing you can't do, Pete, don't look behind you. 
Because <laughs> the moment you turn, they're up with you and, and past you. Yeah, they're there. So again, this is why, you know, this is what the this is why the Premier League is the best league in the world. There's something to play for for virtually every side. Every game as well. Exactly. So so you know, look, I, I don't want to take anything away from your game against Leeds, but you've got to deal with this one first. Absolutely. Newcastle, Newcastle know if they win this game, they are virtually in the Champions League. Let's be honest. You're virtually there. So that this is how big a game it is. And what what, what do you say, Pete? You say you've got to win your home games. Your home Absolutely. games are the ones you have to win. Uh, 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 I also want to say this as well, Pete. Both of these teams are not the same teams who played earlier on in the season. No. They're not. And there's a bit more wear and tear on the on the players. The New, uh, Newcastle defence ain't the same. Arsenal's attack ain't the same. So, you know, Arsenal's defence isn't the same either. So, again, it's one of them where it could be a 50-50. I'll go for Arsenal. You go for uh, Newcastle. And it'll probably end in a draw, Pete, knowing our luck. <laughs> Well, you pre you preempted our, our little segment end there because I do I do have to ask you for a score. You know, you've done you've done you've done well on the NUFC podcast on Black and White with Arab News. So uh, we're hoping that you'll be mistaken this time out. But as as a guest, it's your prerogative yeah. to give us a score. Pete, I think there's going to be goals. I do. I think there's going to be goals in this one. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, listen, I know Newcastle don't concede a lot of goals, but I just think this is a two-one game. And I think it's gonna it's gonna go either way, but I'm obviously I'm gonna lean towards Arsenal. I'm gonna go Arsenal to win the game two one. But Pete, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if it reversed. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got the same two one for and either way. Obviously, I'm hoping it's a second half towards the Gallagher end with 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 Newcastle uh, becoming victorious. Because as you say, Kev, if if they do that, even I, Jordy Pete Redden, will think that they've got. One foot. I might even start dusting my passport off for you. <laughs> love that, Pete. Really, Pete. I love it. <laughs> Listen, as always, Kevin, it's been fantastic to see you. And I'm no doubt sure we'll welcome you back on to Black and White with Arab News really soon. A quick wrap up, if you will. Newcastle, they did the business against Sportland Club Southampton. But boy, the Saints made it difficult for them. Yes. Uh, I mean, the first half was uh, um, not what we've expected from Newcastle, I, I quite expected a, you know, you know, nothing's easy, but I expected sort of a comfortable win, in which I suppose in the end it was. I predicted 4-1, it ended up being 3-1. But uh, I guess the way it happened with Southampton taking the lead um, and caused a few concerns, I suppose. I know you, you had your concerns about the first half when we chatted afterwards. Um, I think, again, you know, the, the positive side is, we've said it a lot about Newcastle, from game to game, but also within, you know, like game management within the game itself, you know, they, they, they were you know, facing an obstacle and they came through it, you know, and again, I, I keep saying it seems like whatever obstacles they have or mini blips, you know, they, they do come back and solve those solutions. Eddie Howe does, uh, you know, you know, you know I'm not going to call it masterclass, but really once again, like showed how like his game management, you know, uh, and, and once again, Callum Olsen's coach twice, he has managed those forward that forward line so well between Callum Wilson and uh, Alexander Isak. It was only like about a month ago he was saying, "Well, you know, who should be starting?" Who started to forge an understanding together, Ali? Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's 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 
you know, whenever he seems to play one or the other, or like they, you know, one of them comes on and, and they have an understand, uh, you know, they play as a partnership. They have an understanding, as you said. And uh, yeah, I think the, the management of the whole team across, you know, like uh, the whole team in terms of like rotation has been excellent, but certainly up front, it's been brilliant, you know, like, and uh, both of them are delivering. Great stuff. Listen, okay, on to the big one, which is, we, we all know what's at stake here, but just a recap for our listeners. So Newcastle United can possibly put one foot and maybe their back heel into the Champions League. It would all but do it, wouldn't it, Ali? Uh, it would probably be the end of Arsenal's title intentions if the Toon Army were to prevail this weekend. If Arsenal win, it, it prolongs possibly uh, the, the Toon's entry into the Champions League and might sow a little bit of doubt into the into the fans that have experienced all this before. We won't go down that road. We like to be positive on here. But there's a lot at stake this weekend. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a cup final, you know, like I mean, it has a feel of a of a cup final or a winner takes all for different reasons. I mean, they're not fighting for the same thing, but uh, um, obviously Newcastle at home, the, the crowd is going to be really up for this one because I honestly believe if they, if they beat Arsenal, they, I cannot see, I really cannot see how they cannot, they won't be in the Champions League next season. Mathematically, it would still be possible, but it really would require them almost losing all their, their remaining games and Liverpool winning every single game. And which, you know, even with that, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure about the mathematics of it. You know, that, that would actually probably be, would do it. But, uh, you know, running out of games, Liverpool already but down to their last uh, four games. And um, you guys have five games left, I believe. So, you know, in, in, for Liverpool to get into the Champions League, you know, they've, they've been on a good run, but they would require Newcastle or Manchester United to drop like nine or ten points, you know, here and there, which is... I think the max, really Ali, is that Liverpool can max out on 71. Seven, and, yeah, and, and, and United... Then... I mean, Manchester United just need to win three of the last six games to, to overtake that, you know. So, you know, I, I feel like Liverpool, there's an acceptance at Liverpool, you know, and while Newcastle... You know, Eddie Howe and the fans and everyone is being cautious. Nobody wants, you know, like, uh, and you know, yeah, and particularly you. Um, but uh, I think, um, I think deep down, almost everyone really believes that it's really close now. And I just think this is a perfect game for it because so much is at stake. As you mentioned, I think a, a defeat for Arsenal will almost like end the, the title race. It's already massively in favor of Manchester City anyway, you know. So, uh, but a defeat here would, you know, almost but wrap it up, I think, you know, especially if City win their corresponding uh, game this weekend. Um, but in Newcastle, I do think a win here at home against Arsenal, massive game. The game, the corresponding game last season was one of the best of the season uh, near the end and Newcastle won 2-0. Uh, I can see a similar uh, atmosphere, the crowd being really up for it. And um, I, I see a Newcastle win. Good stuff. Let's let's take a look though in detail where where this game could could be won and lost. I, I mentioned it at the, at the top of the pod, and I mentioned it last week. Newcastle, for all that we've lauded, tight back four, and and, and a team built on a defensive strategy, and then uh, and the press, they haven't kept a clean sheet in uh, in donkeys years. It, it's thirteen games, so. I think that, that Arsenal would possibly look at that, and you, you again, you would probably look. You would probably target Bruno for Newcastle and Odegaard at Arsenal as being possibly key representatives for for how this game could go. Yeah, I mean, for uh, regarding the clean sheets, 
Mm. I mean, this would include, don't forget, you know, there were mitigating circumstances. I'm not making excuses for Newcastle, but obviously Nick Pope's uh, sending off. You know, there was a little bit of, uh, you know, uncertainty at the time. Obviously, like he was out for a while. Uh, there was a cup final, few difficult games, you know, the Man City game in particular, you know. And uh, so, yes, it is 13 games since they've had a clean sheet. But with the exception of the Villa match, you know, they haven't really be, you know, conceded a lot either. You know, you can't say that they're, you know, they're leaking goals. No, no I mean, like, you know, they, they probably concede on average one a match, you know, which... If the um, now this is against Arsenal, obviously who are very good, you know, so you'd expect, you know, Arsenal to really be up for it and go for it as well. I mean, they you know like a draw is no of no use to them, so so they will be going for goals. Um, I think while I could see Newcastle conceding, I still think they'll you know the the forward line is playing so well at the moment that should should win. And I think you know you you, you do mention maybe you mentioned after Villa maybe a few seeds of doubt in Newcastle minds. They've come back really strongly. Well, I think with Arsenal, I know they won their, their game, their last game against Chelsea as well. But, uh, yeah, they, you know, there would be seeds of doubt in, in their minds. And I think it's a little bit more than seeds of doubt. I think it's with, with Arsenal, it's, it's almost, you know, full on, uh, wouldn't say panic, but like they, they know that they, they, they've got no margin for error now, you know. No, so they, they, uh, they've run it. out of games. They, they've run out of games. They've, uh, and City, are starting to win those games in hand. You know, for a while it was City just had less game, had played less games, but we're still behind Arsenal. But now they keep winning those games in hand. Haaland is flying and all that. So Arsenal know, you know, this is an absolute must win. It's not a must win for for Newcastle, uh, but you know, I'm sure they'd love to do it in front of make their own fans, make a statement against Arsenal. And like you said, it'll be Champions Champions League football almost done. Quite, quite a statement in the fact of, of returning to positivity, Ali, and it's something that you've championed throughout the season of, of goals. Uh, there's goals are plenty at St. James's yeah. at the moment. Uh, you look at, you know, five, six against Spurs, five against West Ham, four, and then three against Southampton. So, yeah. you know, there, there's goals in that team, which is which is somewhat making up for if there, if there was uh, a queen. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, you, even with the... I wouldn't call them defensive problems, but you mentioned the, the lack of clean sheets. You know, you, you can see that even if Arsenal, um, you know, do score, even if Arsenal take the lead, you know, or like if it's a high-scoring game, you know, Newcastle won't be out of it because of that. You know, uh, you know how well the forward line is performing. You know, I don't think you know this is in as we say, I keep saying it's a new Newcastle. You know, they, you know, they've got a lot of resilience. I don't think they'll concede a lot, but should it be a slightly high-scoring game? You know, I would still fancy them to win it because, like I said, just the forward line is playing so well. Callum Wilson is like a new man, I think. It's just a completely different player to the one we saw around the cup final. Hungry, lean and amongst the goals. Listen, someone else who might not be too far away from being among the goals and it would be great to have on the bench because, as you said a couple of weeks back, it's not a case of having substitutes now, but it's about rotation. Rotation's the word, Ali, isn't it? Not really yeah. substitutions. Alan St. Maxwell. Uh, back in training, great to see him as well. Always an outlet that that could be there. But uh, in terms of having this, what we would call two five aside teams, AK Newcastle look they've got strength and depth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, with Alan Saint Maximum himself, I think this you would imagine this is the kind of game 
that he'd enjoy, you know, like we, we saw how much he enjoyed playing against Manchester City early in the season in the 3-3 draw, you know, he was he had one of his better games, one of the best games, I should say. And I think, you know, he often rises to the occasion in, in big games when there's a lot of attention and all that. I'm not suggesting he only does it in big games, but, uh, but you know, like we, we do sometimes question about consistency and all that. You could see, you could imagine this will be something that he would really relish, you know. Um, and as you say, look, you know, the, the strength in depth, is slowly, you know, over the over the last year or so, has improved massively for Newcastle. You know, I think you know we, we focus a lot on the forwards as well. Like, sh- if things aren't going well, whoever he brings on seems again just seems to work. You know, and uh, it's it's whether it's Wilson coming on or yeah, Alexander is that coming on, but you know, with people coming back from injuries as well, you, you're getting you get the feeling that that's the same from uh, in midfield as well. I mean, a few weeks ago we were saying. You know, should Joe Linton get his te- first team, uh, go straight back into the team or should he wait on the bench? You know, that's not a bad problem to have, you know, as they say, you know, like, you know, Joe Linton, who, you know, earlier was, you know, you could think undroppable. And now the team is playing so well with, you know, whoever comes in seems to be doing the job that uh, players returning from injuries are waiting their turn. And I'm sure that's a, it's a, a problem that Eddie Howe is very much enjoying. Brilliant. I, I read I read such a good report about Eddie Howe that he is the the young assassin. He has the the innocent angelic face, but he is basically destroying all before him. And long may it continue. There was a great footage of uh, which we saw earlier this week, Ali, of at the uh, Eddie receiving his losers medal um, in front of Yasser, the, the Newcastle United chairman. Uh, great footage of the players going up the famous steps at Wembley to receive their runners-up medal. And Eddie Howe looked, he, he looked absolutely distraught. And you can see him um, mouthing to the owners, I'm sorry. And they were like, no, no. And you can tell that hurts. But someone made a very good point, Ali, that in the long run, that defeat in the cup final has sent Newcastle United on a trajectory again, which yep. hopefully will prove in Champions League football. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I said it at the time. And I, I seem like to have repeated that in every like pod we, we've discussed since, uh, because we keep focusing on what's happening now in the Champions League, in the race for the Champions League, is that for all the glamour of the cup final, and a lot of Newcastle fans said, quite rightly, you know, like, we'll take a trophy over anything else, you know, because it's about time. And that's the right attitude, you know. You really should, you know, like, no one should be thinking, oh, you know what, we should forget the cup finals, we should be focusing on... However, what I disagree with is that, you know, that should Newcastle have won that, and obviously in the, in the end they didn't, you know, then, you know, you'd be like, right, I'm satisfied. Because regardless of the result of the cup final, they were going to go back to the Champions League race, you know, and, you know, and all these league games, important league games. And, you know, had they fallen off, nobody would have thought, oh, well, we won the cup, you know, we're fine. You know, there would have been massive disappointment. There would be totally. absolute massive disappointment totally. if they hadn't carried on. And... As you mentioned, it seems like somehow from from that defeat in the Carabao Cup final, the team has emerged really stronger. They had that tough couple of games, but you know they've come back with a lot of resilience and a lot. And again, I keep saying it, you know, they keep finding pro, uh, you know solutions to what few problems they've had. They seem to overcome them in style. And uh, and you know, I think third place is very much on now. You know, like as well. Not just uh, you know Champions League football. Third place could could be on, and uh, 
I think once it, it should that be achieved, I'm not going to say it's 100% because you keep calling me on it. But once that's achieved, if it's achieved, um, you know, the, the memories of the Carabao Cup final for Eddie Howe, for the fans and for the owners, as you mentioned, will be will be forgotten, really, I think. A distant memory, a distant memory. Yeah. Listen, a massive thanks to Kevin Campbell for joining us from the North Bank Highbury. Uh, great to have you with Kevin Campbell on and get his take on the, the big game of the weekend. But the last word, as always, and probably the most important prediction he's ever done on this black and white with Arab <laughs> News podcast is this one. But I'm going to give you a double challenge, Ali. So before we do that, um, I want to give you two predictions uh, because there's two massive games, as you've said, this week. So yeah. give us a prediction for Al-Halal, but also for Newcastle United. It's a tough one, Al-Halal. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be positive and, and think Al-Halal will find a way. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit specific as well. Maybe another draw and a win on penalties for Al-Halal. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That would be nail-biting stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. But great stuff. And for the tune? 2-1 to Newcastle. 2-1 to Newcastle United. We'll take that all day and we'll take it with a penalty shootout um, for our <laughs> brothers and sisters in Saudi Arabia. Listen, that's it for another episode. Hopefully when we're back next week, we'll be celebrating a famous victory at St. James's Park. Until then, we'll see you next week on Black and White with Arab News. How are the lads? <laughs> <laughs>